Hello everyone and welcome back to Cooking with Italian Accent. We came back from our long weekend in Puglia, where I finally had the chance to relax, read, write, cook easily, write dishes that I'll share soon on the blog, swim and sleep. Well, especially sleep. We came back home with a car packed with sun-dried tomatoes, almonds, taralli and friselle, olives and dried oregano, some mozzarella and some local pecorino. I was, I am full of ideas for even more dishes that I want to try and cook. But as soon as I set foot at home, my mom greeted me with the news. A heat wave is coming at the end of the week, apparently even more unbearable than the one that almost made me wish to change continent in 2003. At that time, I was still at the university. I was writing my final project for the graduation. It was hot, but I could shut myself up into my room and drink plenty of cold tea. I would eat gelato and fruit and sit in front of the fan. Now things are different. I'm older, and believe me, this makes a difference. And I work in a kitchen, daily, without air conditioning. The Guardian, speaking of this heat wave, which is going to hit Europe for the whole week, titled his article, Hell is Coming. If you find yourself in the same situation, or if you happen to be in Europe in the next days, I have something for you. Before starting this new episode, thank you for all your comments and feedbacks on our podcast. If you do not want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to a podcast. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing the show. It makes a huge difference, and it would help us enormously. Remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. Also, don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for more information and to discover new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, juleskitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. Welcome to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 14. Today I'm sharing a few recipes and ideas that will help you survive this upcoming heat wave. If you can, stay inside during the hottest hours, wear light clothes, linen helps, close all the shutters and the windows during the day and keep them open during the night. This is the Italian air conditioning. Keep yourself hydrated, drink tea, a granita and water, mainly water. And cook wisely, choosing food that not only is refreshing, but is also quick to make so that you can avoid spending hours in front of the stove. So these are some of my favorite recipes for when it's so hot outside. My first one, the first idea that comes to my mind when I think about a refreshing food is panzanella. I know I have already mentioned panzanella quite a few times during this podcast, but it's in my Tuscan DNA and it's something so traditional, so typical of Tuscany, so common in my family that you know, I just had to mention it and talk about this. Panzanella is a Tuscan dish of peasant origin. It is the celebration of stale bread and the best seasonal produce. If you ask anyone here in Tuscany how they make their panzanella, you will have endless versions. Each had a tribunal. They are as many as the tables where we meet for dinner. 
The basic ingredients are essentially three. You have stale bread, you have ripe tomatoes, and you have basil. Along with these three ingredients, there's also the family tradition playing a big role, and also what you can actually find in your pantry. In my recipe for panzanella, there is always also cucumber that I really like, sliced very thinly, and onion, and I try to find onion trancertaldo. These are local onions, they are slightly pinkish, they're very sweet, very gentle, and I just love them in panzanella. Tommaso, my husband, he prefers to have a panzanella without onion, but with salted capers and tuna. And this is his southern origin speaking here. While Claudia, my sister, she prefers not to have cucumbers in her dish, but she has nothing to say about the onion. Panzanella is a black canvas on which you can draw with the colors and flavors that you prefer. It is versatile and it is the Tuscan bread. There's a difference though in between how we make panzanella here in Tuscany and how it is made abroad. Our panzanella is not made with crunchy bread, no croutons. The bread is soaked in water and then squeezed. The panzanella is then dressed with olive oil and most importantly, for refreshing, vinegar could be white vinegar, red wine vinegar, the one you prefer. It is super refreshing. The texture is also moist, not crunchy. You can keep this in the fridge for a few hours before serving it. It's a nice appetizer, but it's also a very nice main course. So how do you make panzanella? You can take a few slices of stale Tuscan bread, soak the bread in cold water, and while the bread is soaking in the cold water, you can start preparing the vegetables. Rinse the tomatoes, cut the tomatoes in pieces, slice the cucumber very thinly, slice the onion, and then when all the vegetables are ready, squeeze out all the water from the bread and then crumble the bread, it should be very soft, crumble the bread into a big bowl. Add the tomatoes, add cucumbers, add the onion, a few leaves of basil, and then you can dress the salad with extra virgin olive oil, red wine vinegar, salt and pepper. Give a good stir, use your hands, and then stash it in the, fridge, in the fridge for a few hours. Then when you serve the panzanella, so fresh, so with a little sour um, vinegar, you will find it's really refreshing. It's the best thing in a very hot day. And then it doesn't require the heat to prepare it. So it's the perfect dish for the heat wave. Now, another dish. This is not typical of Tuscany, but it is probably the dish that mom prepared more often in summer when I was a child. Sometimes it was made with ox heart tomatoes, large and fleshy, sometimes with San Marzano. So this dish is the caprese. Caprese is a, a salad made with tomatoes and mozzarella. As for the tomatoes, now I also love to use tiny ciliegini, cherry tomatoes, or datterini, date tomatoes. They are as sweet as candy, possibly in various colors. So red, yellow, orange, they make such a colorful caprese. Then let's talk about the mozzarella. We used to take the mozzarella directly from the fridge to add that to the plate. It was cut into thick, regular slices, just like the tomatoes. Now we know how to turn the mozzarella into the protagonist of our dinner and make it shine on the plate. The mozzarella must be removed well on time from the refrigerator, at least an hour before, so that it can return slowly to room temperature. Rather than slicing it, I prefer to tear the bowl of mozzarella with my hands into small morsels to add to the tomatoes. The extra virgin olive oil, salt and oregano, they soak the mozzarella bites in a marriage of love. This is how I love to make my caprese salad. 
As you can see, caprese is another recipe which is perfect for a heat wave. First of all, it doesn't require cooking because all you need is just very good ingredients. Ripe tomatoes, choose your favorite kind of tomatoes. Very good mozzarella at room temperature. Then basil, some oregano, dried oregano from the south, extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper. That's your caprese salad, don't need anything else. What I discovered just a few years ago is that you can mix panzanella and caprese. Because if you think about the ingredients, if you add mozzarella to a, a nice panzanella, you can have a perfect whole meal, refreshing, ideal for summer. Another summer favorite that doesn't require cooking and it's also refreshing, is perfect for the heat wave, is prosciutto e melone. Salty Tuscan prosciutto sliced very thinly and fat, sweet slices of cantaloupe. It is one of those appetizers you find in every osteria as soon as summer comes, but at home it becomes a staple for dinner. Another idea, um, something that my mom and my grandmother would prepare very often during summer, is an insalata di riso or insalata di pasta. So a rice salad or a pasta salad. These recipes, they require just a short time for cooking the pasta or the rice, and then you can dress them with pickles, canned tuna, mozzarella, tomatoes, basil pesto, preserved vegetables in oil, like carciofini, baby artichokes, or a giardiniera. The dressing is usually very simple, uh, at least this is how I like this. Salt, pepper, extra virgin olive oil. Well, sometimes a spoonful of pesto is nice as well. I usually do not like mayonnaise, even though my nonna and mom, they both use mayonnaise in their insalata di riso. So prepare a big bowl of rice or pasta. You can even choose brown rice or um, whole wheat pasta, which are very nice, they have the nutty flavor. Then add all the vegetables, the mozzarella, the cheese, the tuna that you like, dress it, add fresh herbs, and then store it in the fridge, even for hours. Then when it's lunchtime or dinner time, take out the bowl, prepare a few dishes, a few spoons, and dinner is ready, dinner is set. Now, the big question, oven, yes or not? Hmm. I'm an advocate for summer baking, as long as you can turn on the oven and then escape into another room. That's why baked vegetables are one of my favorite summer food, because you can eat them warmish or even cold. You can make a mixture with breadcrumbs, then capers, olives, fresh herbs, olive oil, sometimes even cheese. You blend everything together and then you sprinkle these breadcrumbs over eggplants but also rounds of onions, wedges of peppers, or even tomatoes. You can halve them and arrange them cut side up on the oven tray. So sprinkle everything with these flavorful breadcrumbs, be generous with olive oil, and then bake until golden and delicious. And then you can forget about them until dinner time, and then you'll find dinner ready with some vegetables, maybe some cheese or mozzarella. It's just delicious. And you find a recipe on the blog for the eggplants with breadcrumbs, you find also a very nice recipe for round of onions with these breadcrumbs on our book from the markets of Tuscany. What about dessert? Well, gelato is my first answer. You can keep some very nice gelato in your freezer and then it's ready for when you need it. Today we had a different idea during the cooking class. We made a macedonia. A macedonia is a fruit salad in Italian. So we made this macedonia with cherries, just halved without the pit, and then some cantaloupe. We just made some bowls with these cantaloupes and then we collected everything in a bowl. Then we dressed this with elderflower syrup. Very simple, just a few drops of elderflower syrup. You can add lemon juice and sugar if you want or some rose syrup. Then we saved 
the halved melons that were basically emptied and we stuffed these halved melons with this Macedonia with elderflower syrup and we put that in the fridge for a few hours until it was you know lunchtime. Uh, in the meantime we prepared also some fresh ricotta whipped up with a few tablespoons of cream and just half a tablespoon of sugar until it was a creamy thick thing delicious and I put that aside in the fridge as well. Then as a dessert I served little cups with um, this Macedonia, this fruit salad, and as a side, there was this very fresh ricotta. It's delicious, it's refreshing, it's a perfect dessert if you, do, if you want to avoid turning on the oven. Now, we've been talking about what to eat. What about what to drink? For me, it means plenty of water, cold tea, or caffè leccese. For the cold tea, for the iced tea, I like to make an overnight infusion. I choose my favorite tea, and ask for advice. Uh, we always go to Oro Nero in Firenze. It is a, the most beautiful tea shop in Firenze. Uh, the two sisters there, they know everything about tea, so they can tell you which is the best tea to use for this overnight infusion. Mine is a mixture of green and white tea. So you pour the required amount of tea in a bottle of water and you let it infuse overnight in the fridge. You can add some fresh herbs if you want, like mint, for example. So the day after, in the morning, I filter these and I keep this cold tea in the fridge. It is super refreshing. It is made without sugar. It's not uh, overloaded with caffeine because it's a mixture of green and white. And I drink it throughout the day. And it's probably my favorite drink when it's summer. The other drink I really love is Caffè Leccese. I discovered this in Puglia, in Salento, where we go every year to visit Tommaso's family there. And it's something you have to try. So you make an espresso, you need an espresso, and you need a glass with some ice cubes and a spoonful of almond syrup. And then you can pour the espresso over the ice cubes and the almond syrup. You mix everything, and you drink it. It is super refreshing, it is easy to make at home, and this almond syrup leaves almost a taste of amaretto. So more than a, a simple coffee, it's a dessert for me, and it's something I, I would drink every morning when I'm in Puglia in the summer. If you want to avoid the almond syrup for the sugar content, you can also use almond milk. This is what I drink for breakfast in summer. So an espresso, a few ice cubes, and a good amount of almond milk. Again, it's refreshing, it's perfect in the morning, and with that I can eat my breakfast. So these were just a few ideas uh, about what I like to cook or not to cook when it's too hot. This week during the heat wave I'll have two cooking classes. One is already gone and we were perfectly fine at the end. One will be on Friday, so we'll see how we will survive. And if you follow us on Instagram, you might see what we are going to cook on Friday and what will be refreshing during the heat wave. And I'll be curious to know what you like to cook when it's too hot outside, if you like to cook. Word of the day. Learn Italian language of food word after word. Every year, more than 200 people join our cooking classes. Speaking with them, I made a small dictionary of important words and pronunciations that can help you navigate through the immense world of Italian food. So if you love Italian language as much as you love Italian cooking, these are a few words that can be useful for you. Today's word is caffè. So it's super easy, everyone knows it. I mentioned caffè leccese, but this could be called also caffè in ghiaccio, so like coffee 
in the ice, uh, which is coffee with ice cubes. You can also have an espresso, as probably this is the most known uh, form of coffee, a caffè lungo, which means a long espresso, or a ristretto, which is a short espresso. In summer, along with the caffè leccese, try also a shakerato, which is a shaker coffee, which is made with an espresso, some uh, sugar syrup, and ice cubes, and it's shakered together, blended together into a thick, frothy, cold, sweet coffee. And again, this is refreshing and delicious. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. I'd love to hear from you. Do you like to cook during the heat wave, or do you prefer to avoid cooking completely? If you cook, which are your favorite recipes for when it's too hot outside? Share it with me via email or with a post or a story on Instagram using the hashtag cooking with an Italian accent and tagging Jules Kitchen. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcast, or wherever you are listening to a podcast. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode's show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com to discover new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week.